Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. That's right, everyone. We are back after a week off. Patrick O'Dowd, David Ungar here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com to give you some hockey talk. As they say, brought to you by the Chairshot.com, Chairshot Radio Network, where we encourage you to always use your head. The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. And Dave. I want to thank you personally for allowing me to miss last week so that I could do kitchen crap. My life, man. My life is the kitchen crap. It'll be done one of these days. And then we're going to have a big party in your house, right? It's going to be something special. It's going to be, it's going to be, um, fresh countertops and tile floors for all backsplashes, all of it. This is, um, yeah, this is quite the thing. So, anyway, um, you know, we took last week off, no, no hockey talk, but boy, did that give us a lot of fodder for this week because this past Friday, uh, as we sit here on Tuesday, this past Friday, we saw the NHL trade deadline come and go, and there was, you know, we talked for weeks about. Well, there's going to be some activity at some point. There's going to be some activity at some point. There's going to be some acto- activity at some point. We finally got the activity. We got all kinds of activity. And, you know, some teams were gutted. Some teams really made themselves better. The Eastern Conference, we're, and we'll get into this. Actually, we're going to get into this on the back half of the program when we talk about the Eastern Conference and all that, all the teams that loaded themselves up for a big push to wrap up the season and and make a run for the cup. Cause a lot of teams are going for it in a big, big way. And I mean, not your team, Dave, I'm sorry to say, not your team, but 
not exactly, but they're they're still in it despite all this crap. But we'll talk. They about are. It. They are still. They are still in. There is a lot of trades. We're going to talk a little bit about standings and that fo- sort of fun stuff for the first half of the program, like we always do. And then on the back half, I figured that's where we could talk about you know the biggest trades that we saw take place, winners and losers, and we may even have a special guest at the end of the show. Uh, that's what they call in the industry, Dave. They call that a, a tease, a tease. Well, he is a tease. That's, uh, in more ways than one. Well, see, you're not supposed to spoil the tease. Now, now you've, you've given more to the audience than, 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 than we needed to. We, we, we threw that out there and, and then you, you do that, man. And I, you know what, actually just for that, you know, and this doesn't happen very often, but we're going to bring some B we're going to be some BWN. To the hockey talk right there for ruining my tea, sir. This is for you. Is Ray on the show? Did I miss him showing up? Is that what Ray he- Ray is not Ray is not on the show. Ray, I don't even know what Ray did. Some sports trivia I heard. I heard that was exciting for for whatever that is, be on the listen for that. I'm sure you'll hear more about that as, as ads are built around uh, CSR and, and the network. But yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be our show today. Let's, I want to start with one of the more interesting stories I saw floating around the NHL uh, yesterday. Uh, I saw the story on March, on March 4th. So Tampa Bay has been struggling lately. And Heading into a three-game losing streak, they went into Buffalo, lost fourth in a row, their fourth game in a row, five to three. But that's not the weird part, Dave. Did you see what was weird out of this game and what the Lightning did in this loss to the Sabres? What? They did something. I saw it, but I don't remember off they the did. top of my head what they did. They, they benched Stamkos, Point, and Kucherov for the entire third period well i mean and according here's the thing is according to coach john cooper he didn't feel the three forwards were giving tampa bay the best chance to win the lightning were down four to one after two periods he said quote we have a set of standards here that everybody adheres to and it's not pick and choose it's everybody cooper said it's how it was for today and those guys are an extremely important part of our team but for 20 minutes tonight, I thought the other guys could get it done, and they almost did. Well, you know, <clears throat> Cooper's a multi-time Stanley Cup winning coach, so he's obviously seeing some lack of effort from his star players and is trying to send a not-so-subtle message to them. Now, whether it resonates with guys of that stature, who knows. But, yeah, the Lightning are kind of like becoming the um, <laughs> the forgotten team out east um, despite their immense success over the past five, six years. So I yeah, I don't know, when you're getting worked by Buffalo like that, then then maybe maybe you gotta do something and shake things up. But um I tend to I tend to think John Cooper knows what he's doing better than most of the coaches out there. So he's seeing something going on with his team that he does not like. And all right, let's see if that wakes him up. Who do they play next? Uh, they play, actually, I saw this, um, they are going into the hurricanes. They're taking on the hurricanes today and that, and that's as we record on Sunday and we'll see if they respond to that. You know, that's, that's the team 
Carolina has had difficulty dealing with Tampa Bay, and especially in the playoffs. And so we'll see. Maybe maybe that gets the response he's looking for. Um, Carolina will certainly want to put their skate on the throat, so to speak. Right. They're a hot, hot team right now. They're playing extraordinarily well. And you, if you're the hot team, you don't want to be the opponent that lets the down team recover. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be the team that gives that gives up the loss in the other direction. I mean, especially if you're Carolina, you do not want to breathe life into this this uh, team that's kind of middling right now a little bit. And, you know, if right. a, a, a resounding win for the Lightning, you know, a day after their stars get benched, uh, that that is going to do a lot to put these two teams going in opposite directions, perhaps. Because with Carolina, it's psychological at some point, right? You, it's like we can't right. deal with these guys. Never have been able to. So, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. So we're recording this on Sunday. So obviously come Tuesday when this drops, we'll know the result. But just looking at, you know, these standings right now, um, you know, Carolina's not really going to lose much if they lose this game. You know, in terms of points, they're they're just ahead of New Jersey, but the Rangers are still a ways out. So it's all about momentum, though. And right now, Carolina's seven out of their last ten. Tampa Bay is three out of their last 10 in terms of wins. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, things that still haven't changed. Uh, Boston's still beating the shit out of everybody. Um, have you seen the stats, the numbers they are looking at? They, they are on pace. Their goal different, their goal differential of plus 105 says a lot. They, they're on pace. I saw today to break the record for wins and to break the record for points set by the 76-77 Canadians. So, um, and yeah, look, it's ridiculous. And I know we're going to talk about them. And you look at what they did at the trade deadline. And I mean, I've heard people talking well, about unbeatable now at this point. Well, and that's the thing. You look at it. So the Bruins, it, you know, the Bruins were one team. And yeah, we're absolutely going to talk about all the additions they made to their team. They played the other team that made the biggest, I would argue, the biggest splash in in the trade deadline in the Rangers. And yeah, it was it was crazy. It was, you know, they four to won two or something. Four to two. But and there were some hurt play. Like the, the Rangers were down a couple of players. They were down Tyler Mott. They were down Ryan Lindgren. Uh Keandre Miller has been suspended. So they were only using 16 skaters. But yeah, as we'll talk again, as we'll talk about in the second half, like they had made it clear that they they were going for it. And even with their 16 skaters and going for it, the Bruins just took care of business. They just took care of business. It's crazy how how good this team already was, and and they're better. They're just better. So, so I wanted to throw something out to you, get your concern level. I know you like to do this to me, but I want to th- throw it back to you. Concern level about the Colorado Avalanche giving up seven goals in consecutive high, games. High, 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 high. High concern, high, 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 high concern. That team is hot garbage right now, and it's not looking good. Like they are, they they struggled to defend in the first place, and now they can't score and defend. Like that's a problem. Yeah, McCart- that's a big. McCarr's big been problem. hurt, and he's. I mean, yep. 
he is as, as he goes, so do they. And I know they've got all these players. Absolutely. They got McKinnon, they got Landis Gong and all that stuff. But yeah, goaltending, they have not found a solution for the Darcy Kemper problem. And yeah, they don't defend very well. And and, and when you give up, okay, granted, Dallas is a damn good team, but you shouldn't give up seven goals in consecutive games if you're the defending right. Stanley Cup champs. So yeah, I'm, I, and they didn't do much at the deadline. So uh, yeah, I agree with you. High levels of concern for the Colorado Avalanche. Okay, so let's see what else is going on here um, in gameplay. What's worth talking about? Because I, I think I, <laughs> I think we've talked about Colorado. Yeah, I know we're going to talk Vegas. about. I know we're going to talk about the East, but and you know the battle for right. the wild card is going to be just bloody because right you've got Pittsburgh, who's three points up on four other teams: Buffalo, Ottawa, Florida, Washington, and the Red Wings right. are only what six points behind. So that's one, two, three, four, six teams battling for that last spot. And I mean, actually, the Islanders are only a point well, ahead of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was, so was going to say, the, as, as like the Islanders are only up four. So, yeah, so it's um, going to be bloody going down the stretch. Yeah. You know who doesn't have to worry about this? The Blues or the Caps? Well, the Caps are right I there. I kid, <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. You're four, you're four I, points out. I mean, I, w- I, I would know. tend to I'm, agree I'm with you. I'm just poking the bear a little bit. No, I would agree with you that they did everything possible to to seemingly mail it in and become sellers, but they got, you know, Craig Smith comes over from Boston. He's a damn good player. And he scores two goals in, in the win against right. San Jose last night. They got the kid from, uh, I know we'll talk about that. They got the kid from Toronto, who's a big upgrade for their defense. And I mean, injecting some much needed youth into that whole thing. So they, and you've got Alex Ovechkin, who all he does is keep scoring goals, two more last night. So they seem out of it, but maybe not. So who knows? But even if they get in, what do you, you, your reward for winning is the Boston Bruins. So have fun. Right. Exactly. So I don't, I don't see, I don't know. It's, it's so weird. I feel like we're just, we're treading water here for, are we coronating the Bruins too early? Are we crowning them too early? Uh, Absolutely. I, I think, you know, if the playoffs have shown us anything, I mean, I've seen, we've all seen some truly dominant teams going absolutely flame. I mean, the 29, 2009 to 2010 caps who were dominant, losing a three, one lead to the eighth seeded Canadians and getting eliminated the lightning just a few years ago. What they set the points record or the win or tied the wins record got swept by Columbus pretty, in the yeah. first round. So it doesn't matter. We can't, you could sit there and say they look unbeatable, but weird stuff happens in the playoffs and Boston seems built for it. But you know, to say, it's a foregone conclusion. The Bruins are, you got to earn it. And, and the playoffs, as you and I know better than anybody with our teams, uh, completely different. One team gets hot. You get that momentum going in the right direction. You get a good goalie, some puck luck here and there, and everything changes. And so they're going to be the odds on favorite by far. But yeah, I think, are we, are we crowning them too soon? Probably. Certainly. Here's the one thing I think that, Boston does have working for it that um, I would argue isn't something that we necessarily have seen in some of these other teams. They've been there before and they've still got guys who have been there before. Uh, like I hate the dude, but Brad Marchand been there before, even though he was hurt. Um, we'll see how long it is. You know, it's always that nebulous lower body injury sort of argument uh, or sort of thing. But I don't know, man. This just feels different. This does this doesn't feel like a team that's gonna 
to let it up. I, I have a feeling they're going to be celebrating in Boston come May. No, I think I, I very well you might be right, I, and you probably will be right. They, like you said, you bring up a good point. This is an experienced team who's been there before. There are no discernible weaknesses on this team, and if there were any, they fixed it all at the trade deadline. So if they had right. anything that was that you're like, well, now that's pretty much gone, and they don't have any, and and the guys that they got in the new additions already paying dividends. So it's like, yeah, um, <laughs> I don't, I mean, you know, we're gonna talk. I know we're gonna talk about it. The other teams made some moves, sure, but when you look at everything, the way that fucking Linus Olmark scores a goal, only the thirteenth goalie in history to score a goal last week. So I mean. Yeah, yeah, everything's going their way. Everything's coming up Boston right now. So, all right, well, we we keep dancing around the trade deadline. Let's take our uh, let's take our commercial break. When we come back, we'll we'll talk trade deadline. We'll talk winners. We'll do all of that fun stuff uh, on the other side. But before we head off to our recorded commercials, it is my duty to remind you that if you enjoy the work that we do here at the Chairshot Radio Network on thechairshot.com, and you want to find a way to support us. The best way to do so is to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up a chair shot shirt. We have all kinds of great designs you can choose from and very and they come in a variety of looks, feels. They're only $19.99 a piece, but if you're feeling fancy, you want something that feels nice on your giblets, spend a few dollars more, get it soft style, your body will thank you. When we come back, we're going to break down some of our favorite winners from the NHL trade deadline. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, everyone. Welcome back. David Ungar, Patrick O'Dowd here on Hockey Talk. Trade deadline has come and gone. We've been dancing around it. Tons of moves 
tons of moves. We've talked the last couple episodes about our our own teams, you know, the uh, the Blues and the Caps being the Blues in particular basically sold the farm. Like they the that is it. They they gave basically everyone away outside of like Jordan Bennington, uh, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo because they just got signed at like eight year extensions. They they blew it all up, Dave. They blew it all up for some draft picks. They did make a pickup at the uh, at the deadline on Friday from um, from the Penguins. Yeah. Oh no, not from the Penguins. I'm um, sorry, I'm losing it. Sorry, March third was a very 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 busy day, um, and so now I'm losing. Who did the, the Blues? They uh, sorry, it was from Detroit. They picked up Rana yeah. in exchange for Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob Rana. From the Red Wings in exchange for forward Dylan McLaughlin and a seventh round pick. Uh, so let's let's start with the big two. The big the two teams that made the biggest splashes were the New York Rangers and the Boston Bruins. And with Toronto a close third. With sort Toronto of, sort a, of a, a, well, but they, they finally did something. I mean, Toronto, a team notorious for not for not making moves, picked up Ryan O'Reilly, like from my blue. I mean, it, it part of that big like fire sale of 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 the St. Louis Blues, but the Leafs, they, the Ray, uh, but like you're saying, they got Ryan O'Reilly, right? They they yep. they got they got him. They got uh, Jake McCabe, Sam Laughter. They got Gustafson, Eric Gustafson from the Caps, Luke yep. Chen. So they did stuff. Of course, their fan base says that they didn't do enough. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, the only problem that what the Maple Leafs did is they just unloaded a shit ton of draft picks to overhaul their roster right. a little bit. So you really, they are in win now mode and you wonder, boy, how much did they really sacrifice for, for the future? But, you know, hanging around like, you know, and I don't go there a lot, but just like kind of thumbing through the Tampa, the, uh, excuse me, the Toronto Maple Leafs fan boards, um, you get the sense that there is such a, a, a desperation, not so much to win the cup, but just to win a series. They are they are in that mindset where we've got to win a series, and 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 they're all in on just getting out of the first round. And I think the the Maple Leaf fan base's mentality is like, whatever happens after that is gravy, because if we get by that hurdle, then maybe we can go and and do something. And if we don't, at least we've gotten by that. So, yeah, I think the Maple Leafs are are in a good position to get past that, but you're still going to have to beat Tampa Bay to do it. Right. Um, did they do enough to get by Tampa Bay? I think so right yeah, now. I Tampa think, Bay keeps playing the way they're playing. I think, you know, they were so close last year. And, and like we said, you know, a little bit of puck luck, just something different from, I mean, they got to a seventh game. They almost beat them last year. Tampa Bay really didn't do a whole lot at all at the deadline, as far as I could tell to make themselves a better team. No, not really. They're an aging core. You know, they're like a lot of these other teams. I think Toronto's done enough to get out of that first round matchup. Uh, I, I, I do, but stuff just happens to that franchise. And, and I just, you know, until that's they, true. Until and we're going to actually gonna do it. To, we're we're going to get to two other conference roadblocks, uh, conference finals roadblocks that are, that are looming large. We've talked about both of them in pieces. Let's talk about the Rangers though, because the Rangers did a lot. I mean, they picked up Patrick Kane from the Blackhawks, which we've been talking about Patrick Kane on the, uh, on the trading block for ages, which to me still feels wrong. Like Patrick Kane 
not in a Blackhawk sweater seems wrong. It feels wrong. I don't know, man. I just, I don't, I don't know, but I'm happy for Patrick Kane to be moved over to a team that's got a shot for him to get one more cup. And it's not the, it's not like Patrick Kane is like, um, oh gosh, oh, what was his name? Uh, it was like the longest standing story of like the old veteran who never won a cup. I think he eventually won one. Ray Bork? With the Bruins. Yeah, Ray Bork. He yeah, went to Colorado. Ray yeah, right went to Colorado. Yeah, went to Colorado, finally won a cup. This isn't that. Because Patrick Kane does have a couple of Stanley Cups. Uh, this is experience for a team that has not been to the finals and won a cup in a long time. They picked up another Stanley Cup winner out of the Blues and Vladimir Tarasenko, who like day one, acquires, they acquire Vladimir Tarasenko and he shoots a goal. Uh, and now they've got those two. They also, you know, they kept a lot of talent too. They kept... Chidal, they kept uh, Capo Caco, kept uh, Alexis uh, Lafiniere or something like that, Lafiniere. Uh, How do you pronounce it? Yeah, Alexi, Alexi I, something. It's alphabet soup. I mean, they've got ridiculous talent at the forward position. They, they could challenge the Bruins. They didn't this past week. But they could challenge the Bruins. I'm not saying they can beat them. They could challenge. Come on. They they can. Here's the thing, though. We're, we've always said about the Rangers. I know when we first started this year, the first discussion we had about the Rangers was they needed scoring. And Tarasenko and Kane, not only scoring, but like you're saying, Stanley Cup winning experience. That goes a long way. The thing with the Rangers, though, is that their defense and their goaltending this year have not been what it was a year ago. Shesterkin is not who he was a year ago. He's still damn good, not as good. And I think the other problem that, that the Rangers are going to face is even before you get to Boston, you're going to have to go through Carolina or New Jersey. And that's yep. not going to be easy. And and I mean, it's it, not going to be easy, I, but they, they took the, they, they made the moves to try and make did. it happen. I, I think, can't, I can't argue that if I'm the Rangers, I'd rather play the devils. And, and I tell you why, because the Devils are a young team. They've never been there before. They're they're and young teams like that play with this reckless abandon that they don't know they're not supposed to lose. And I saw that with the Maple Leafs and the Caps a few years ago, and that was a scary, scary series. I think the Rangers can get by them. Carolina has got experience and and a lot of talent, and I think they would be more than a formidable threat for the New York Rangers. But everything you're saying is right. They they can can they challenge Boston? Yes, they can challenge Boston going to be a tough series that's that's for sure because boston matches up very favorably with them but when you look at what the rangers needed to do you know when you add guys like tarasenko and kane you've done literally everything that you possibly can to give yourselves the best chance to win a cup and i i think they're right there so it's going to be tough sledding because of just that metropolitan division is brutal absolutely brutal and getting out of that division is going to be a real challenge but yeah, they they've done they they did what they needed to do to put themselves in the best position possible. They certainly did. And then you head over to that that team over in Boston. Trade deadline pickup of Ty Bertuzzi. That one they flew signed. under the radar. That was a slick pick by them. It really was. Um they signed they re-signed um or they extended Pas- Pasternak to uh 
signed him to an eight-year extension. So they have him forever. Uh, man, it's just they got they got Dmitry Orlov from the Caps. Yep. So they got you know a, a, talk about another guy, Stanley Cup champion, Dmitry Orlov, Garnet Hathaway, another Stanley Cup champion from the 2018 right. team. Um, Orlov scored what two goals the other night? I mean, <laughs> assisted on two more. It's like what the hell? Yes, he did. Um, so y- you've got that. You got Bert- Bertuzzi, uh, another. And I like Bertuzzi because it adds a physical presence to a team that's already very physically imposing. Who can score? Right. And there's just no, like we said, there is no weakness. They can roll four lines at you. Some better than others, sure, but they can still roll four lines at you. You, Orloff is the kind of defenseman who can hit and score. That creates another dynamic and another problem for anybody playing the Boston Bruins. They've got Pasternak. They got Marshawn. They got great goaltending in Linus Ulmark. They, yeah, they are the team, to, and they just don't lose. And, and the funny thing is that the Bruins—they—it's not like they blow people out; they just beat people. Right. And it's it's funny to watch them play. It's always close, and they always find. I mean, the only time I saw them come up short was that game against the Caps a few weeks ago, and they dominated that. We just got a great goaltending performance. But yeah, I—it's going to be you're looking at. They're going to play the last wild card team, and we've talked about the six or seven teams that are none of them. Maybe win one game against Boston. Maybe you take one at home on your home ice. That's a sweeper, a five game set for Boston against any of the against any of the seven of them. I don't care who they. Pittsburgh doesn't matter. Washington, Florida doesn't matter. You know, maybe Buffalo or Detroit, who's got youthful exuberance, can do something for a little while, but not enough against a team like that. Sure. Now, here's what you had talked about this in our in our chat that it really should come down to, in your opinion, after all these trades and moves, it should come down to the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Boston Bruins. Uh, because the Golden Knights, they picked up uh, they picked up some, they did actually pick up some talent, uh, you know, of, of the teams in the West. They, they pick up Jonathan Quick, um, which should be, I don't know, is, I mean, they got Jonathan Quick, but is it is it Jonathan Quick? It's not. And you know, it's not it's not the Jonathan Quick of old. He's he's a good insurance policy in case something happens to Leonard right. this year, like happened last year when he got hurt and the and the Knights kind of flamed out at that point. Well, they didn't even make the playoffs last year. But um right. I, I do like, you know, Quick who the Kings traded because he struggled this year. And I know he wasn't happy because he got traded to what Columbus at first, and Columbus isn't going anywhere this year. And then Columbus right. deals him to to Vegas and and there's a very light I'd say a pretty good chance we're going to get Vegas and LA at some point in the playoffs and that's going to have all sorts of drama and storylines built into right. it so um but well, he's you were talking experience the guy led the Kings to two Stanley Cups in three years he's struggling right. well, a little and, bit and but the Kings also and the Kings also picked up again not as much as they but they picked up Ivan Barbashev from from the Blues because again, the Blues sold their entire team. Barbashev is a solid forward. He's not a he's not a world beater, but he's he's solid. They got the oh, Kings I got, got Cor- Corpusalo right. They got Corpusalo from Columbus um, to bolster their goaltending. Because yeah. the Kings' problem is goaltending. They they're right. solid everywhere else. They they are my dark horse team in the Stanley Cup 
playoffs this year. I don't think that they can get all the way there, but conference finals, yeah. If Corpusalo plays well, they can score. They need to shore up their defense, and if he gets hot, the Kings are a team that they they've just been solid all year. Like kind of like and they're not on right. Boston's level, of course, but they just been they've been solidly in second place in their division, just behind the Knights, pretty much the whole season. And I, you know, I think like they're the ones Oilers made a few moves at the end that kind of put them a little bit ahead of the rest. The West was kind of like, I've read a few things like the East went all in and created these super teams and the West was just kind of there. Um, you know, and, and that, that's, that's pretty true. Like the, the predators were the team I was going to ask you about. I didn't expect them to kind of be sellers at the deadline, but they kind of morphed into that, you know? Yeah. It, it, I don't know. Sometimes you take a look at your payroll and you look at your future and you look at what you got and you kind of wonder if you can actually make the moves to get the rentals that you would need to make up to make a run. And, and clearly they, they just didn't, they didn't, they didn't see it. They didn't, they didn't see a reason. And so it's, it feels like a decision to be sellers at the deadline in the hopes of building something beyond this season. Right. Like that's, that's what you like. That's what that's what you're seeing there. Yeah, I I think in the team that, and I know this will sound homerism because I'm going to go in on the Pittsburgh Penguins, but I don't know what the hell these guys were doing at the trade. It's like you're right there in the thick of things. Yes, you can't beat Boston. We know that, but you're 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 fighting for a playoff spot. Your core is aging, and and you bring back Nick Bonino, and that was really kind of like I was like, what. Wait, Pittsburgh needs to get younger and and get some dynamics. And I know there was a few things that didn't work out, but um, the the guy who was the defenseman the Coyotes got rid of that went to Ottawa that everybody was trying to get a hold of, and it was actually the Senators. I know, like you kind of, I'm not going to say you buried them earlier in the year, but you were very um pessimistic on Ottawa's chances to do anything, and and they've actually been pretty good lately. And I mean, I thought that was a good move for them. Yeah, I. Uh... I mean, I still don't believe in them. Like, like, like I, I'm gonna stand by. I'm gonna stand by that opinion. But like, no, yeah, I mean, good for them. Uh, it's a solid pick. There was one other one that I wanted to talk about that uh, I'm going through our communications back and forth, and now I'm not gonna find it because I thought it was interesting. You're talking about Jacob. Uh, you're talking about Jacob Churchian. Churchian, yeah. He goes, because like Churchian. the Caps were in on him. I think the Pens were in on him. And then he ends up going to Ottawa, of all teams. And Ottawa's, right. Ottawa's there, though. That's that's a solid pickup for them. You know what it was? It was who didn't get traded. That's the one that I was trying to... Um, God, we kept talking about Carlson or what, what was that? Was that who it was? Um, yeah, Carlson didn't get traded. Carlson didn't move. And that was like the weirdest thing, because everybody was certain he was done like that. He was on his way out that he was going to be this big trading chip and still there and not happy, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, so yeah, I, I mean, all that is to say it's ridiculous that the Boston Brewers made themselves better and the Rangers put all their chips in and that's it. And, you know, meanwhile, you got Tampa Bay benching their top three forwards for an entire period and losing four in a row. Ain't that right? Special guest PC Tunney. On the show yep. now, late to what the What a game. horrible way to what a horrible way to bring me in. <laughs> yeah, welcome to hockey talk. Uh, we're done talking hockey, noble listener. But myself and PC Tony do want to talk 
to you about a show that I hopefully 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 will be able to record Sunday next Sunday. Uh, well, this coming Sunday because it'll be Selection Sunday. And for anybody who knows anything about me uh, and knows anything about well, Tony's a sports guy in general. Like he he he's general. He's kind of the jack of all trades. How did trivia go? By the way, did you win? I lost by ten points. I lost, by, lost one by 10 points. I listen. I lost because the last topic was WNBA and Ray knows mm. like half the WNBA. Yeah, there you go. So, um, okay, that's, that's, on that's, that note, that's, that's... on that note, the Wurtz brothers have challenged the two of you to come on next Sunday morning. If you have the guile to so go basically against each they other. Want, they, they basically want me to sacrifice my entire podcast or my entire Sunday to podcast. Is that, is that what I'm hearing here? It took, took, took about family. took about took about thirty five minutes. Mm. Okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. Is is this nerd trivia that they're going to throw at us? See no, what sports which sports trivia between me and Dave. Yeah, There'll probably be a bunch know. of questions Dave, about curling and synchronized swimming. Knowing those guys, <laughs> no, it sounds like they, it sounds like they want to ask hockey questions, which you know well, that that would be we could make sense, perhaps. But as long as Kyle's not on there, because Kyle would kill us both. That dude knows, like, has forgotten more about hockey in his sleep than 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 we know. That dude's ridiculous. He's amazing. He should actually be on Hockey Talk. But I tried to get him on. He's never even responded to my DM. I slid into his DMs, Tony, and he just ignored me. Well, now, I'll, least, you know, I'll, you know what? I'll ch- I'll I'll mediate for you. He he listens. He texts me back. <laughs> <laughs> He values your phone call. That's what I heard I, there. I, I guess. I don't know. I'm just trying. All to... right. Well, so here's the thing is we're going to talk some selection study. We're going to talk a little college basketball now, even though I don't really want to. As I we're recording here on a Sunday, the University of Illinois is taking on Purdue in West Lafayette and are losing by 21 at halftime because they have no point guard right now and are the most inconsistent. Like they're just getting blitzed by Purdue and it's hurting the team's feelings, most up and down team out there. But Tony, you and I, we're going to, at least you and I, we'll have to see if anybody else wants to go on. We want to do a selection reaction show uh, to selection Sunday and, you know, make bold predictions, mess up brackets, do all that fun stuff. Try to figure out why Alabama is going to blow it. I mean, well, I think it's yeah, there's, there's but, you well, know. the big, Big questions going in or is Houston a legit number one team, right? Can they, can they hold up like that? Um, How many teams from each conferences are you going to get? Are you going to get 10 teams from the big 10? Are you going to get 10 teams from all these other conferences or in nine or eight, you know, which one's the strongest conferences? Who's going to get the highest seeds? Is it the sec? Is it the big 12? The big East is pretty solid as well. All those three of those conferences have four to five teams in the top 25. So it's kind of just looking at where the seeding's going to go. Who's going to win these conference tournaments. You already got March madness in full effect because the conference tournaments have started in the mid majors already. Fairleigh Dickinson was the first team to qualify in a conference tournament. We got the big South championship happening right now between Campbell and UNC Asheville. Like things are getting mad and we're getting crazy in a good way. And I can't wait. Um, did, especially did you see since the, Mar- did you see Marquette the finish Golden to the OV- Did you see the finish to the OVC championship game last night? Yes, I did. Where Dave, the guys did you see the, the finish? Oh my gosh! So this was uh, Southeast Missouri versus uh, Tennessee Tech. South Simo goes up. Oh, so I actually got to back up a second. Simo was up two 
with less than a minute to go. Dude for Tennessee Tech hits a three to put him up one. Sebo gets the ball, desperately trying to get a shot off. Hits her, hits her like number one scorer. He puts up a three, misses it, but gets fouled on the shot. So he sinks all three free throws to go up two. Tennessee Tech, with 2.2 seconds to go, gets a baseball pass, three-quarter court, caught by one of their players. Guy turns around, heaves up a shot at the buzzer. It falls, looks like a three at first glance, places going nuts. Tennessee Tech wins. Upon review, it's a two. Tie game, we go to overtime. Simo goes down early, but then goes on a, like a 5 nothing run to end the game, crushes the hopes. The 60-year drought for Tennessee Tech continues. Simo breaks its 20-year drought with their victory. It was it was great. Mid-major, mid-major conference tournaments are far better than the majors. Like nobody well, cares about the majors, but these guys are playing because this is it out of the conference. Like what okay. these are the one bid leagues. It's great, great stuff. A large majority of the time the two teams in the bigger conferences playing in their conference championship are already going to the tournament. And right. a large majority of the time I'm almost all of the time only one of the two teams in a mid-major conference championship will make it to the tournament. So it's it's beyond fun. I, I love this time of year. Love um, love the mid-major conferences. Can't wait for the big the Big Ten, the Pac-12. Actually, I think the most interesting conference tournament could be the Big Twelve conference because that is a conference loaded with talent. Kansas won the outright title, but then Texas mollywhopped them on Saturday in uh, in Austin. So could be could be a great thing. But that that is a conference loaded with talent and athleticism and just a good brand of basketball. The ACC is down. The Big Ten is the Big Ten. They're they're gonna put in like eight teams and like one might make the Sweet Sixteen. That's just what the Big Ten does. The Pac-12 has. Two really, really good teams at the top in Arizona and UCLA, but then everybody else is kind of... UCLA might be the team to watch there. Oh, they're they're really, really good. They are. They're really... I watched them handle Arizona last night in LA. So it's, it's, it's great. It's wide open. The Big East is surprisingly talented this year and is relevant for the first time in a long time. You heard Tony mention Marquette, which came out of nowhere this year. They're ranked number six in the country. They won the conference. And yet most people still argue that Creighton, which went through a really terrible run, might be the better team now that they've gotten Ryan Kalkbrenner back to play on the regular. And you got UConn as a resurgent team as well. A lot of good stuff. Golden Eagles are ranked sixth, and Lenardi does not have them on the two line. I think he's got them on the three line. Yeah, they have not gotten the love, so... No, especially when you have Baylor in there and they beat Baylor. So, yes, that is usually how it goes. Uh, so, all right, be on the lookout for that, everybody. There will be more to come. This is definitely going to be a selection Sunday show that will drop either Monday or that Sunday if if worse comes to worse. Uh, we're going to get out of here though now. And Dave, any last thoughts about the NHL trade deadline? Anything else you want people to know about before we get out of here? We'll bring it back to the NHL before before we wrap it up. And then tell everybody where they can find you. No, I think I think we've uh, we've beaten it to death. There's uh, 
the East won. The West kind of, sort of won a little bit. Uh, Tampa Bay lost. Uh, sorry, Tony. That's just kind of the way it goes. But um, and my, the Caps and the Blues, of course, lost. But yeah, it's. I think the, the, I, the playoffs. The team selling is not losing. Not that team was already losing. Well, the problem with the okay. The only thing I will say is that the Blues aren't bad enough to get into the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. So that's. That's the only bad thing about it, you know. They they're not no, they're but, not going to be at the bottom like like they need to be to get into the lottery. No, they, but but they hoarded picks, dude. And it's it's this it's the in the NHL draft, it's 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 hoarding picks. They, that's what they're doing. They're hoarding picks. They have a strong AHL system. The Springfield Thunder are are Thunderbirds I, are are good. They have talent. They're just young and they've blown it all up. So I'm not worried about where they pick. No, I, all I, will, all uh, I, I just think that I think they've stockpiled so that they have capital to trade away and rebuild their team from the ground up. I can't wait for the Eastern Conference playoffs because it's going to be just a slugfest. Yeah. And of course, this means that some team out of the West is going to win it all. Dave, tell sure. everybody where they can find you on the Chairshot Radio Network and in the socials. You can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. Uh, my burner account is at Ray Knows WNBA. And you can also find me on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Attitude of Aggression. You like that one, Tony? That should be Ray's new thing. Yeah, Tony's into it. All right, and you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chairshot Radio Network. Mondays, talking nerdy stuff with Dave and PC Tunney and Ray Cash sometimes and Aesop Mitchell sometimes, uh, DJ from the Mindless Wrestling Podcast sometimes. You never know who's going to show up on the bandwagon. Tuesdays, it's myself and Dave talking hockey, and Wednesdays, Myself and Greg DeMarco talking wrestling on the Greg DeMarco show. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Hockey Talk. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next time here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.